Welcome back to the Longleaf Podcast. We're going to keep things a little bit shorter here on this Good Friday. The big story on the North Carolina political world continues to be the fallout of the Born Alive Act and Governor Cooper's veto of it. I don't have any major new updates to share with you on that, but as you were scrolling through Twitter, you may have skipped right over a seemingly small tweet that indicates something a lot bigger. Senator Jeff Jackson is a prolific Twitter user. I really enjoy his account, even if I often disagree with him on policy. Uh, He updates his constituents and the state, really, at large on what's happening at the General Assembly. He also tweets a lot about gerrymandering, and and that's where we start to differ. But for Democrats, he's an amazing resource in particular. One thing he doesn't tweet a ton about is presidential politics. But today, Senator Jackson quote-tweeted a message from Tom Tillis on Twitter in which the junior senator commends Attorney General William Barr for releasing a full-ish version of the Mueller report. Here's what State Senator Jeff Jackson had to say. Quote, It's troubling that your only response to yesterday's news was to commend Attorney General Barr. As we can all now read for ourselves, his summary and press conference were both deeply misleading, and we all know why. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast, I might not have to explain why this matters, but I'll do it anyway. Tom Tillis is up for re-election in 2020 in what might turn out to be the most expensive election in North Carolina history. Senator Jeff Jackson has long been considered a potential frontrunner on the Democratic side. Now, he's equivocated a bit in the past on whether he'll run then or in 2022 or for some other office. Then he had a statement last week on how he was now strongly considering a run in 2020. Is he running? This tweet doesn't prove that he is, of course, but it certainly indicates that he's leaning in that direction. And of course, we can also say if he's not challenging Tom Tillis in 2020, he's at least challenging him on Twitter. Meanwhile, Tom Tillis is also gearing up for campaign season. He appears to have changed his Twitter profile picture from a more professional headshot and full suit to one where he's wearing a plaid button up. Talk about connecting with the people. I mean, you can't get much better than that. I'm pretty much wearing the same shirt today, so I instantly find Senator Tillis a lot more relatable. Okay, in just a second, I want to talk about the 9th Congressional District and a super unusual independent expenditure on behalf of one of the Republican candidates. Senate will come to order. Sergeant Arms will close the doors. Members and will go to their seats. All right, back to the 9th. There are a whole lot of Republicans running for this seat, formerly held by Representative Robert Pittenger, who lost to Mark Harris in the initial race. I don't, I'm not going to go over all this again, how we got to the special election business, but here we are. Uh, State Senator Dan Bishop should probably still be considered the frontrunner, but there's a new name that's vaulted toward the top, Lee Brown. She doesn't even live in the 9th District. She's actually in Cabarrus County in the 8th, but she's running in this special election, and So why is she now a frontrunner? Well, the National Association of Realtors PAC has spent a whopping $1.3 million on an independent expenditure campaign on her behalf. We're talking TV, mailers, radio, the works. $1.3 million. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Ms. Brown. I've I've never met her, but I'm sure she's well-intentioned. She's also a realtor, so you'd expect her to get some support from the National Association of Realtors. But this spending, this $1.3 million, is highly unusual. So, And here's why. So this is actually the third biggest independent expenditure the National Association of Realtors PAC has ever made in its history. And the other two were in hotly contested U.S. Senate races that are already a lot more expensive. That was Kirsten Sinema in Arizona and U.S. Senator Joe Donnelly of Indiana. 
Now, of course, there's big differences here still. I mean, those were both a few days before Election Day, not in a primary. And those were U.S. Senate contests, not U.S. House. But here's a clue as to why this independent expenditure was given. So Lee Brown, up until two days before she declared for this race, she was a fundraising leader for this same PAC. Now, we're looking into whether the PAC followed its own rules or if she got any special treatment in getting this expenditure, and we'll report back on whatever we find out. Well, that's all the time we have now. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Easter. We'll see you soon. In the meantime, feel free to send me an email, andrew at longleafpolitics.com, and we'll see you again soon. So many in favor of that motion will say aye. Those opposed, no. The ayes have it. The Senate stands adjourned.